Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation with JT After Hours. You know, the conversation that took place after the broadcast ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Everybody, welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, and today we're talking with Will Homer, the COO of Painted Hills Natural Beef. And of course, Painted Hills has been a big supporter of me in this show for a long time, and we really appreciate it. Um, great country over there. If you ever get into the, uh, I guess it's part of the John Day Valley there in that area, in Fossil yeah. and Condon and all that. If you're ever in Oregon and you're driving around, it's some beautiful country there. And go down by the John Day River and go to, well, what I really recommend people do, Will, is go to Kinzu. And most people have not heard of Kinzu. And Kinzu really doesn't exist anymore, except it's got a golf course. So there you go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> right. Big old PGA rated. Yep. Yep. We had, the, we had the Kinzu open there years ago. That's right. And uh, yeah. we won. That was good. Let's kind of <laughs> not. We had a ringer. Well, yeah, and we hard not to win when you're keeping score. <laughs> yeah. Just ask your father in law. So anyway. Yeah. 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 So what have been um this isn't really a holiday topic, but I think it's it's good for people to know. What's been the biggest changes in the last uh eighteen months in the beef industry pre COVID? Then COVID, we talked about, you know, they couldn't get the cutters on the floor at the plants because of COVID. They fixed that. They're still running a little behind. But overall, what's been the biggest changes that you've seen in the cattle business and the beef industry? I think the, I think the kind of the topic of conversation, the, the demand for the high end pieces is really, are really shocking. Um, uh, uh, depressed economy, uh, uh, recession, uh, all of those things would tell me that I would have lots of demand on my items that would become ground beef, lots of ground beef. And, and, and I don't, about ground beef is kind of, I have to push it. It's not, it's not tearing it up. There's lots and lots of demand for the high end items. And, and, and to go along with that is the restaurant business. I, I don't do a huge amount of restaurant business, but we do about 15% or so was restaurant business. And those guys, they got thrown out to sea, boy, without a, and without a life vest or anything. But they figured out, a lot of them have figured out kind of how to inflate their jeans and turn them upside down or whoever, whatever they've got out there. They sure. figured out how to stay afloat. And, and the restaurant business is, is hanging together um, no matter how they, how they kind of have to do it. So, um, that that part. So today, you know, we're just a, we're we're the same company. We're still uh, selling beef. Um, we're still, you know, we're seeing pressures in different items, but 
like I say, the tenderloin price this year is really through the roof. And there's a lot of Christmases where tenderloins are popular for Christmas, but it never really happens. You just kind of go, ah, you know, I, I don't believe it. But this year, it is it has been pretty crazy. So, um, well, I think I've got an answer for that for you too, especially this year. Yeah. You you touched on it. <clears throat> there was a time earlier in this year, uh, just kind of in that time frame where spring kind of merges into summer, and that's when the you know because we really didn't get shut down till for the most part till about the first of March, somewhere in there. You know, things yeah, started happening right. like that. And so in the barbecue sales world, it's usually about that time, first of March, first of April in there, kind of coincides with a lot of spring things. Golf, of course, which people probably get tired of hearing me talk about. But the Masters comes up and and all these big tournaments come up. So people are at home watching those and they're grilling or barbecuing or doing something, smoking, all that. Well, the problem was, is that by about, middle of april it was hard to find the the more um better quality grills and smokers by the first of june when father's day <clears throat> was coming around excuse yeah. me you couldn't what you saw on the floor of your favorite hardware store or wherever you shop for barbecue uh, supplies and grills and stuff. That was pretty much it. That's what they had because they couldn't get the parts uh, to finish grills that were already on the assembly line. Okay. And I'm, I'm kind of, you know, make simplifying this, but a lot of them have motherboards now because they've got, you know, digital temperatures and readouts and timers and all that stuff. <clears throat> they couldn't get those motherboards because those motherboards are made in China. And they could they couldn't get them over here. Some of them were stuck on ships that they wouldn't let come into port. Uh, some of them couldn't get shipped from the mainland over to here. And so that kind of coincides too, I think, with people staying home, really getting into uh, to barbecuing. I mean, I can l l virtually see hundreds of thousands of, especially dads that are now working from home and they were used to being gone 12 hours a day at their work in their office or whatever they did, they're at home. They figured out pretty quickly that, you know, I can hit mute and turn off the, the uh, video on that zoom meeting and I can slip outside and cook myself a burger, you know, <laughs> not hard to do. Cause I've done it. And, and I heard a guy tell me that the other day. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's no commute time. So now they've got all this. They're, they're sitting there and they're watching. They're listening to shows like this or they're watching something on the Food Network or, you know, whatever. And they're saying, hey, I've always wanted to get into that a little more. That's kind of a subconscious thought. But they go in and all of a sudden they're buying grills. And most of them will be, a, you know, put together, assembled, delivered, uh, ready to go with, with a fuel source, whether it's um, – you know, propane or natural gas or pellets or wood, whatever. When they get to your door, they're ready to go. They're ready to cook. And so I think that has put a rush on uh, some of the beef and, and things. I remember this spring going into stores. And uh, in fact, I sent you pictures of, of certain like Safeway stores and stuff. And you went there and they're 
the beef section and the pre-cuts, pre-packaged, empty. You couldn't even find a package of burger. It was empty. Yeah. You know? Well, that's because the consumer, you know, the, the, remember, we all went through the toilet paper flow, and you all <laughs> we all understood real quick that once we put extra demand on it, we cleaned it out and had trouble filling it. Same goes with the beef. It's all it's all hand to mouth. So it's it's all uh, extremely narrow margin business. So it's not overproduced. It's not over. It's not over so that in case there's this huge demand, we can just rev it up. It's all at a very limited supply. So as soon as you triple the demand, you're going to have it. You're going to have you're going to have it all disappear. And and the other side of that was. You know, I don't know, you know, we talk about money again, but everybody went out and cleaned out all the, they cleaned out all the motor, the, the camp trailers and the yep. ATVs and all these, they couldn't fly anywhere. You couldn't fly anywhere. So they, they, they wanted to spend their money doing, entertaining themselves, ATVs and all this stuff. Well, at the same time, you know, uh, it's funny. I just heard an article today and that's going to date your show, I'm afraid, but Heard an article today that Hood that, that Ford came out and said, "Oh, we got woes, we got issues, and and yeah, what's the issue? Well, we can't get parts to build more Fords." <laughs> yeah. So this is this is in December. You know, they're still having the same issue, and and um, and from our beef side, I'm going to go back to the beef side a second because you hit on it. You know, we uh, some of the steer is is hand to mouth, and some of it we have around for four, five, six weeks as we get it moved over time and, and we got hit hard, the plant closed down for a week. It cut us back to half because the employees had to, you know, uh, stay at homes and, and, um, schools closing I mean people have to stay home. So, so we got down, we got right down to the point where Memorial weekend, we, I feel like we got through Memorial weekend with still a silver star. But by the time you got to Father's Day weekend, we didn't have any New York strips for the grill, and that was the tough. That was the toughest part of our gig, right there, was yeah. being in uh, Father's Day weekend and not have those there. And then, and then the other part was really difficult was to not have ads on grocery store or board. You know, they, the whole world turns on ads, and so um, you have to have everything on ad across the whole group somewhere and you didn't have any ads in place for June because you were scared to death. You didn't know, you know, the, the day they, they, they said, we're not going to harvest cattle this week. And, and you didn't ask, well, will you do it next week? Well, will you start? And you know, they didn't know. They didn't know. Right. They didn't, they, 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 nobody knew anything, you know? So. I don't, I don't crazy. know, Will, how, I don't know the model. Maybe you can help us out here. The grocery stores look at and these are models so they're projections on their turn on the beef i mean they get beef in a couple times a week they just like they get their produce and everything else you know but i don't know what their model is do they are they supposed to turn that one and a half times a month 10 times a month i mean i i honestly don't know i've never asked that question before but it seemed to me that they, they kind of got caught too uh, the retailer side, because, well, like you said, it started with toilet paper, you know, Powerball got up to an 18 pack of Charmin and then, you know, that, yeah. that kind of screwed up everybody. So then they were starting to look in at food, um, fresh vegetables. I noticed that they didn't put a, as big a run on that as they did proteins, uh, beef, pork, chicken, fish, that type of thing. 
but yeah. I don't know what that turn is supposed to be. Uh, the, it is they. This system is set up very hand to mouth. I mean, they they literally we call them today in their perfect world. We call them today for delivery tomorrow. We have it on hand, and we don't bill them until they get it. And and they don't have a big cooler. They don't have a big freezer. They don't have a big investment. They, they they have a big investment, but it's for the time period in which they have it to cut it to get it out the door. And, and some guys are really smart. Some guys really utilize their space well, and they recognize opportunities and and take advantage of that. But a lot of them are just trying to turn and burn and match the ads and and um, and that and the ad is the way the ad is twofold. The ad is still thought of as a way to get somebody in the store. And it's also a way to kind of force the hand of the folks working for you. Uh, we're going to put this on ad, so the consumer is going to come in and ask for it. You need 25 cases of this, and um, so that's what that's how ads work. But it's it's very um, very hand to mouth, which is I I I, I really have a problem with. Uh, we do have groups. I have uh, some stuff in California where. Uh, they order Thursday for delivery the following Wednesday. So, um, no, I'm sorry. They order Thursday for the 10 days out, and um, they just have to handle it. And and I worked for the store group in Seattle. I got a new group one time. They said, oh, yeah, this group really knows how to sell beef. And I'll tell you what, these guys were impressive. They would be a pretty nice, really nice. So, well, they're out of business now. It's called Larry's Markets there. And they could buy a store could buy 30 to 40 boxes of beef the day before their last order actually landed. They were, they were over a week out and they would still stick their neck out and buy 30, 40 boxes of beef. And they just roared right through it. They were, they were impressive. And they went broke not long yeah. after that. But, <laughs> that must've been from really selling good. radishes though, not the beef. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. They were kind of ahead of their time. They were, you know, this whole foods, new seasons movement, you know, they were ahead of that. And, you know, there's always got to be somebody out in the front to get killed yep. to, to make way for the next guy. And, you know, and um, that's just, that's, that's it's just the, it's the yeah. strangest thing. I know that um, years ago, I went into a market of choice. I had a friend, Brent, that was uh, one of the meat cutters there. Yep. And um, we may have even been doing a demo or something, um, you know. Yeah, you did some demo. There, you know, a week before Christmas or whatever. And I remember you were talking about, you know, they don't have enough space and, and storage and stuff. I remember going in the, in literally in the back room, not in the cooler, but in the back room, because I opened the door to the cooler and there was, there was just stuff stacked from floor to ceiling. Now, mind you, yeah. this is getting into you know, the last 10 days before Christmas or less. And we went in the back room and there were um, pallet jacks with pallets of some Painted Hills beef, some they got from uh, that were their lower end special, you know, four ninety nine that we talk about. Sure, uh, they got it. Yeah, they got, got that. It all. They got it. Put it all. But there were pallets of that in the back. And I went back there like three days later and all that was gone. All of it was gone, yeah. you know. Um, they have some in the in the fresh case. And the the pre cut case was full, and uh, you know they were on the phone trying to get more beef. So 
It was pretty yeah. pretty crazy right about now, or coming up yeah. shortly like that. Oh, you know, any we 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 did years ago. We had business with the Palisades Griffway, and I think it's still closed. So maybe somebody reopened that, but years ago when we first started, that was right in the heart of Lake Oswego, and and it was really you know really had a great new manager there, and it was nothing to burn through a hundred cases of chuck rolls on an ad and a hundred and a case of. There's 25 on a pallet, so that's four pallets of just the chuck roll yeah. rolling in and out of there over a five-day span. Or I mean, that is that is whacking and stacking is what I call it. <laughs> oh, yeah, because – and they were doing a lot of cutting. If they were doing it yeah. – you know, if they were getting that, that many cases of chuck rolls, there were guys back there with carpal tunnel. You know, they were doing – Yeah, they were, yeah. They were yeah. doing that, so – uh, one last question for you, bud, and then I'll let you go. What do you want for Christmas? Not that I'm going to get it for you because I already sent you your Christmas present. But <laughs> I don't know. I I I don't even know. I I I I want a little snow. I don't want too much. I I this thing we watched the other day yesterday said that we're going to kind of be stuck in a La Nina year, and we're going to be hit with this drought's going to continue for a while. So. If we could just get some weather and some rain and some snow and just make sure our, our water gets filled up again, that that's the kind of Christmas gift that this that did that'd be the kind that you can come up with. So why don't you get that done? Okay. Well I'll, <laughs> I keep telling you, we gotta get about a hundred bulldozers in a row and we could punch a hole through the top of the Cascade Mountains and a lot of that that <laughs> stuff from the coast that comes into the valley where I live would keep going and go right over your neck of the woods is boom. Yeah. My dad wants the army or the military to bomb it. Just bomb it. Knock it down about 2,000 feet. Knock it down. I need that water. Uh, yeah. Long thing idea. We need that water. Okay. Well, I was seeing the, the, the backstory on me asking you that was if you told me something really incredulous, I was going to call Gabby and, and tell her and then <laughs> get it set up for you. But you didn't. So. Oh, well, hey. Okay. Well, I could call her and make up something. Then you'd really be surprised. There you go. I could use it. All right. Will Homer, COO of Painted Hills Natural Beef. Thanks for being on the After Hours. Thanks for being on the regular show. And I know I'll talk to you, but I want you to have a great Christmas, you and your family. Okay. You bet. You too. Thank you, Jeff. All right. Uh, We'll be back next week with another edition of After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. We hope you enjoyed the show. Check out our website, barbecuenationwithjt.com, and uh, reach out, be kind and be safe out there. Take care, everybody.